theyeshiva.net. This is our second class on this Maimed of Akiva HaYehudim, which is the first Maimed of Purim that Rebbe said during his Rebbe during his Nasiyas. And in the last class, amongst other things, we talked about three concepts of Mesiris Nefesh. Mesiris Nefesh, Mitzat HaGuf, Mesiris Nefesh BeKoyach, potential Mesiris Nefesh. Mesiris Nefesh BePoyel, actual Mesiris Nefesh, from the perspective of the Neshama. And the Rebbe used the expression that it's not Bebchinas Hefker, the Mesiris Nefesh is not reckless. And the third level is Mesiris Nefesh Mitzat HaGuf where the sacrifice is of the body, which is a mesiris nefesh of hefkir, of total recklessness, if you will. And the Rebbe tied these three concepts of mesiris nefesh to Nasav and Ishma that happened at Har Sinai, that that was an act of mesiris nefesh, but only a mesiris nefesh potentially, that they were prepared to do whatever Hashem wants at all costs and so forth, but it's only a potential mesiris nefesh. The Mesiris Nefesh during the Hanukkah story where their soul was being attacked, where the Neshama was being challenged and they were gave away their Neshama for their cause and of course the body went with it. And in the Purim story, although Haman was only killing righteous Jews that are called Yehudim, that means Kefir B'Avei but once you were identified as a Yehudi, he was not killing you because of the religiosity, but the very fact that you existed, your goof, it's a Mesiris Nefesh, but a Hefkeris. That was the three ideas of Mesiris Nefesh we discussed. And the Rebbe went on to say that this is the reason why the Gemara says that the end of Matan is Purim, that the event of the giving of the Teir is not whole, is not complete, is not... On the highest level, it left the story of Purim. Why? Because Matan Teda is about Bitla Gezeira. Matan Teda is about bringing together two opposites. There's a higher level and there's a lower level. And you have to shatter the divide, the Gezeira, the separation between the higher and the lower and fuse them, make them one. And in order to fuse two opposites, you have to have a power which is above both of them, which is the union of Mesiris Nefesh, which is the union of infinity. And nothing compares to the Mesiris Nefesh of Purim, because not only was it actual Mesiris Nefesh, it was actual Mesiris Nefesh with Afkadis. So the Rebbe said to us that in order for us to be able to bring down the infinity of Torah into this world, there has to be complete Bittal, and this complete Bittal requires Mesiris Nefesh. And this is how the Rebbe wants to answer the questions at the beginning of the Maimon. What's the connection between Matan Teda and Purim? And the answer is because Matan Teda isn't complete until you have this measure of Mesir Nefesh to shatter all limitations and bring the infinity of Teda into the infinity of the world. But the Rebbe added another detail. And the additional detail was that if Purim is an event of Mesir Nefesh and therefore it shatters all decrees after Mesiris Nefesh, there's nothing left. You lose your whole Mesiris. But that's not correct. Because you need to exist to learn the Torah. And therefore the Rebbe added a fourth idea. And the fourth idea is that after all of this Mesiris Nefesh, the end is not that you cease to exist, but that your existence becomes an expression of the breaking and the unifying of the two opposites in the Bitta Lagazeda of Al-Yenim and Tachtein. And the Rebbe said, this fourth idea we have from Mordechai. This is not something the Jewish people could have had on their own. 
the Mesiris Nefesh of Yidin during the Purim story resulted in an unbelievable Ratzu, a sacrifice to a degree of Hefker. But the Shuv that comes after this, that this Mesiris Nefesh of Hefker translates not into their own non-existence, but that their existence should be a vehicle, should be a vessel for these opposites converging, this Koyach for shy, for being a representative of godliness in this world, we have from Mordechai HaYehudi, the Rebbe also connected a little bit to Tashbar, to little children learning Torah, and the Rebbe finished the Maimir with the concept of Adelayada. That Purim is all about Adelayada, going out of your mind. But that the purpose of Adelayada is that the Loi Yoda should be brought into Yoda. And that the Loi Yoda should be brought into Yoda is the fourth concept in the Torah scheme. There's the Elyon, there's the Tachtein, there's the Koyach that breaks the Ayin and the Tachten, and there's the idea of Mordechai who allows that the Jewish people should be represented in this world, should be a Metzias in this world, who are representing HaKadosh Baruch This is a summary in brief of what we learned in the last Maimon. We now go back to page Ayin, Siv Dalet, and we learn the, uh, the Biur of the Maimon. In other words, last week we learned the point, we learned the Nakud of the whole Maimon. This week we're going to learn the pilpul, the discussion of the Maimon. This Maimon is very organized. This is the very beginning of the Rebbe's Nesiyas. And this Maimon is almost like a Sichet. I don't know how long it took, long it took for the Rebbe to recite, but the Rebbe obviously spoke it out in a very crystal clear way, spelling out a series of sequences, as you'll see in Mitzvah inside. What we're going to have now is four, I think, four different sets of three. High, low, and bringing the two together. We're going to have it in doing mitzvahs, in mitzvahs themselves, in learning Torah, in Torah itself, and then learning halachas. And um, the Rebbe in Tafshin Yud Aleph was very patient in delivering all the detail and all the form and all the structure of these various sets of three. But you need to keep in mind the caveat. And the caveat is that there's going to be a fourth. The three are going to be Tachtein, the lower one, Elyon, the higher one, and then the koyach that brings together, shatters the separation between the Elyon and the Tachten and brings them together. And the fourth is going to be that you remain a Metzias and your Metzias is godliness. And that koyach comes from Mordechai HaYehudi. And that's the end of the Purim story and its relationship to Torah, so to speak. So let's start on page Ayin and Hashem will help us learn. It says the Rebbe to explain the questions. And there must be six or seven of them which are on the first three pages of this Maimon. And believe that in the last year, the next year, we're going to learn the first part of the Maimon. We're going backwards. We're going to learn the questions, but each question, as we learn it, I'm going to tell you the answer from the later parts of the Maimon. That's how we're going to do this. Next week, we're going to read the beginning of the Maimon, and each question will be answered immediately in our learning. It's well known. That's when the Abish gave us a Tera, something new occurred. We know there was Teda and Mitzvah before the Abish gave us the Teda. The Chazal say, all the Marishan learned Teda, Noyach learned Teda, and the Ovis not only learned Teda, but they practiced the Teda. Nevertheless, there's a difference. What's the difference? The Mitzvah that our patriarchs did. Skip the parenthesis. They did only spiritually. And the Rebbe spells it out. Number one. Many mitzvahs could only be fulfilled spiritually. They couldn't possibly do them physically. Why not? Because a mitzvah that involves Yitzhiyah's mitzvah, they couldn't do before they left Egypt. He gives the example of film. Skip a line, four lines in the top hine. 
Even those mitzvahs they were able to fulfill physically. Like for example, you have in the Chumash, the eight matzahs, because it was Pesach. So the actual physical matzahs, but the spiritual light, life, and energy, which is associated with the mitzvah, was brought down only to the spiritual half of themselves. They could not pervade, they could not take over the physical thing with which the mitzvah is being done with the godliness. Why? This is standard, this is classic. There was a divide, there was a decree, there was a separation. Those that are above cannot descend below. And those that are above cannot ascend upwards. As a result, there was no possibility to join. The Gdushas HaMitzvah is the holiness of mitzvahs, which is in the supernal idea, the higher idea, Im Adover HaGashmi, with the physical material, the physical substance, Shabay Nasas HaMitzvah, which the mitzvah is being performed, Tachtenim. There was a separation. Psychologically, you could say, people could choose to be very holy, or to be very, very crude, and there was no middle ground from a spiritual perspective. Practically it means holiness meant leaving this world, because in this world there was no holiness. Continues the Rebbe, and he says nine lines into the page, when the Ebesh gave us the Teda. And we now adore mitzvahs. That he broke the Gzeda, that means the decree and the divide and the separation. Between the higher worlds. And the lower worlds, Nasa HaChibur. Now it's possible to create a union shell dover hagashmi with the physical thing, the physical artifact, the physical item. Shabay Makaima mitzvah, with which the mitzvah is being performed in Kedushasa mitzvah, with the holiness of the mitzvah itself. Skip one line. It says, Derebe Vapiha Yadua, I'm near footnote 33, if you lost the place on page I. Vapiha Yadua, it's known, Shachi Badishnei Dwaram Hafchim. If you want to fuse two opposite things, who are they in? Inshallah, mishneim. You need a power which is above the two. Move on. This automatically means If there is a fusion between the higher worlds and the lower worlds, between the material and the spiritual, when the Abisha gave us the teda, the only way it's possible is because at the occasion of Hashem giving us the teda, Hashem shachas himself. There was a unique Ein Sof of godliness brought forward, which exceeds, which transcends the entire category of higher and lower. And this power of Ein Sof is what brought together the two opposites. You have three things. You have the holiness of what is godly. You have the 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 physicality, the crudeness of what is material, and a power of God to bring together opposites. So now the Rebbe says, I'm eight lines from the bottom of the page, beginning of the line on page I, and we call movement, which leads us to the following conclusion. As you and I do a mitzvah today, there remains now three different ideas. Number one, the physical thing with which the mitzvah performs, the Rebbe says in the bracket, when you take tefillin and you make them into leather, you make them into tefillin, they remain physical. Skip the bracket. Number two, ha'elian, the higher thing. And what is the higher thing? That there is a spiritual presence of godliness, which always was in a mitzvah and continues to be a mitzvah. 
And then there is six lines from the bottom, at the end of the line, Vahabitl, and the power to defy, to shatter, shall gidrei ha'elyon v'atachten, the fences, the criteria of what is above and what is below. The possibility to fuse a higher and a lower. Skip the parenthesis. You have to break each one's criteria, each one's boundaries. Which is only possible by drawing down an Ein Sof, which is higher than the two. So the Rebbe has just set up tonight's class. Tonight's class is a series of threes, almost like a Sikh. In every aspect of Judaism, there has to be three parts. The way that idea exists below, the way that idea exists above, and the way that idea exists on a level which is defiant of above and below, shattering the separation and fusing them. So as we journey through the Maimed, keep in mind that we're going to do a series of threes. Number one, doing mitzvahs. Kiyama mitzvah. So we start four lines from the bottom of page, and at the end of the line, V'yashleva. These three ideas, what is high and what is below, and the power to shatter the separations and join them, you have in the performance of mitzvahs. Number one, When a person does a mitzvah completely by rote, totally mechanically, out of habit, he has no interest in doing the mitzvah, it's just what he does, because of his nature. And the last line on page Ayin, the Rebbe says the words, Mitzat Teva HaGufa Nefesh Bahamis, it's become part of the habit and the nature of his body and animal soul. Tachlan Shabbatim, doing mitzvah out of habit. Now, is doing mitzvah out of habit a good thing or a bad thing? And of course the answer is, it's not a good thing. But on the other hand, doing mitzvah out of habit is an incredible thing. Why? There is nothing more meaningful than doing something meaningful when you don't mean it. Think about it. I've told you this story before, I'm sure I've told you this story before. This is one of my favorite stories, because it's a, a chinuch in my life. When I was a teenager, I went through a stage of being very religious. I don't mean to be sarcastic, but I, I was a little bit carried away with myself. And uh, davening was obviously very important, and anybody who didn't daven, like I davened, was a no good Jew, you understand? So there was a shliach in yeshiva, a few years older than I was, who heard me giving one of my speeches about the futility of not davening like a Hasidic Shabbacher. So uh, he said to me, I want to ask you a question. He said to me, I live in Borough Park. In the Borough Park there's a shul named such and such. I think they had a hoidu every 15 minutes. Every 15 minutes a hoidu. Like in 770. He says, people show up at 6 o'clock in the morning. By 6.20, they're not only finished davening, they've had their schnapps, and they're caked, they're out the door, they're on the way to the train. What do you think of those Jews? So I told him exactly what I thought of those Jews, how empty it is and how meaningless it is. Anyway, when I was finished, he says, I want to ask you a question. Those Jews who got up at 6, 5.40 or 5.45 to roll into show for the 6 o'clock minion and to daven, as you correctly indicate, so superficially, so without substance, why are they doing it? They could sleep till 6.10 and get the same 6.20 train. It'll save a half an hour. And for once in my life, I was out of words. I had no response. I didn't know what to say. So after he let the words sink in, he told me, you know why they come to Shul? Because God said. The Abish said, you got a dove and you got a dove. And then again, he let me think about it. And then he said, isn't that beautiful? And it really is beautiful. 
there's something very interesting about doing mitzvahs and not caring about them. You're only doing them for God. But they lack substance. So the first level of doing a mitzvah is doing it just out of habit. This is the tachten of a mitzvah. Now we move on. Last words on page ayin ukshemakayim esam mitzvahs. Top of page ayin af now. And when you do mitzvahs, you love God Almighty. You want to become attached to Hakadosh Baruch there's no way to become attached these are words from Tanya without doing the 248 mitzvahs which are the 248 limbs of the Ebishter's body so to speak and the Rebbe says three lines in the top this is Elian Shabbat the higher concept of mitzvahs is to connect to HaKadosh Baruch in Tanya chapter 4 or 5 the Alter Rebbe calls it Lishma. Doing mitzvahs, what does it mean, doing mitzvahs, lishma, to connect yourself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When you do a mitzvah, to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's called lishma. Now you'll see momentarily that there's other levels of lishma. But the Rebbe calls this Elyad a Mitzvah. Because I am doing this mitzvah to connect to God. Now, this phenomena of doing mitzvahs, to connect your body to the Dramach Eidim of the Eibishter, has to do with bringing godliness to yourself. In other words, you're doing mitzvahs, you're connecting to godliness, but you're doing many mitzvahs to connect to godliness in many different ways, because the godliness that's coming down to you is, so to speak, coming down into vessels, spiritual vessels. Each mitzvah is a different kavona, a different yichud, and so on. So there are the two sides of doing a mitzvah. Doing a mitzvah out of habit is tachtan shabba mitzvah. Doing a mitzvah to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is Bekelim, is the Elyon shabba mitzvah. But then the Rebbe says three lines at the top of page Ayinala, You're doing the mitzvah for the mitzvah's own sake. In other words, You're not doing it for your benefit. Skip the parenthesis. You're doing the mitzvah because this is what he wants. At that moment, you're no longer doing mitzvahs in as much as it has to do with your form. Gam loy is the neshama, not even the form of your neshama, And that's the third level. <coughs> the first level is, I'm doing a mitzvah, and I'm really only thinking about my body, so I'm doing it by rote. The second level is, I'm thinking about connecting to Hashem, but that's my neshama. And the third level is, this is the will of God, that I am sacrificing myself for the will of God, that I'm giving up my mitzvah. Now I want to say this right now. Because this is relevant for what's going to follow later in mitzvahs and also what's relevant follow later in Torah. You know, in the Jewish world, if you say the words Torah Lishma and ask people what Torah Lishma means, you speak to ten different communities, you'll get ten different answers. Chassidus has very idealized concepts of what Torah Lishma means. But I'm going to share three. And I'm going to go from the bottom to the top. The lowest level of Teirah Lishma is that I am learning Teirah for Teirah to connect me to Hashem. And in the earlier parts of Tanya, that means in Pedigdal and Hey, chapters 4 and 5, learning Teirah to connect to Hashem is considered Lishma for the sake of the Teirah. Even though I have an interest, but my interest is not about my body, it's about my soul, that's considered Teirah Lishma. The second level of Teirah Lishma is called Lishma Teirah. I am learning Teirah to do the Teirah a favor. How am I doing the Teirah a favor when I learn it? You'll see this later on in the Maimed. The answer is because Teda has a certain limitation. And a Jew can bring a higher Ein Sof into the Teda 
the Torah by itself has, and so to speak, doing a favor for the Torah. It's a second kind of Lishma. This second kind of Lishma is obviously much higher than the first kind of Lishma, because the first kind of Lishma, I'm thinking about me. But I'm not thinking about me and my finances, or me and my health, or me and my children. I'm thinking about me and my relationship to HaKadosh Baruch. The second level of Teda Lishma, I'm not thinking about me altogether. I'm thinking about the, I'm doing the Teda a favor. And this second level is what you have in Tanya in chapter 10, and then in chapter 41 again, the Madrega of Atzadik Gomer, Bnei Aliyah, whose Yiddishkeit is Ezehu Chased HaMizchasedim Koinei. In Kandilei, that when they do Teir and Mitzvah, they're so to speak doing the Teir and Mitzvah a favor. They're doing it for the sake of the Abishta, for the sake of the Teir and Mitzvah. Because they're adding something to the Teir and they're adding something to the Mitzvah when they perform them. But it's not the highest level. The highest level of learning Teir and doing Mitzvah is the Abishta's will. He wants you to do a Mitzvah, it's his will, you want to do it. And that's even higher. Because there's absolutely no cheshpen. Not only am I not thinking about myself, I'm not even thinking about what I can accomplish in terms of teda and mitzvahs, I'm simply doing what he wants. What we just had, this third level of doing mitzvahs, lishman, is bepashtas, the third idea, that I'm doing it just because it's the will of HaKadosh Baruch. In any event, this is the end of Siv Dalit. And what did we just learn? That... Doing mitzvahs has three levels. I'm doing mitzvahs mechanically, that's tachtan shabbat mitzvahs. Doing mitzvahs to connect to Hashem, that's elyon shabbat mitzvahs. And doing mitzvahs because it's ratzen elyon, this is the bitl of mitzvahs. And then the Rebbe says in Sif, Hei v'yesh lo and just like there's three ideas in doing mitzvahs, there's three ideas in mitzvahs themselves. Shashayr is the gimel lefanim ele bakim mitzvahs. The reason there's three levels of performing mitzvahs, kigam be mitzvahs atzmam. Even mitzvahs as they exist in and of themselves, yesh gimel and yonim, there's three ideas, bedogmas gimel lefanim shebakim mitzvahs. There are three ways of performing a mitzvah, there has to be three ideas in the way the Ebishtah gave us the mitzvah. For ha'inyin hu, and the three are as follows. Number one, the reason Hashem gave us mitzvahs is Hashem gave us a mitzvah to make us better people. The mitzvahs fix us. They improve our character, they improve our, our values, our ethos, and so on. Mitzvahs that are there to fix man, this is Tachtan Shabbat Mitzvahs. Now we're continuing sixth line into the paragraph. Near the end of the line, The second idea of a mitzvah, The mitzvah which Hashem Himself performs. And this second idea of the Hashem performing mitzvah is similar to what I explained to you earlier. That when Hashem performs a mitzvah, He brings oil into kli, light into vessels of Atzilas. And you have to do all 248 mitzvahs to strengthen and add light to each of the 248 vessels, which are the 248 limbs of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the 248 mitzvahs. And as I said earlier, and when we do a mitzvah, not only are we adding godliness to that vessel or that limb or that mitzvah in Atzilas, but it brings additional light to ourselves as well. And the Rebbe spells it out. This is, you know, from the Bar Mitzvah, Maimon, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Maniach, Tfilin, and so on. Kedrosh, as Allah Pasek, Maged, Varel, Yankhu, Kuspatel, Yisro. That Mashu, Eisem, Yisro, Lassa, Hashem performs all the mitzvahs he tells us to do. Or to say it more correctly, he tells us to do the mitzvahs that he does himself. Dezesh HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mekayim, Esam, Mitzvahs, Hashem does the mitzvahs, skip the parenthesis. Who, Mitzad, Atzmei, is an idea in and of itself. 
And then when we perform this mitzvah, we're tapping into the idea that it's mitzvah of Shalak Kaddish Baruch four lines from the bottom of the page, five lines from the bottom of the page. And we perform the mitzvahs, which are the same ones he does, we go in the ways of Kaddish Baruch he ties it into Vachai Bahem, and he also ties it into which are famous sugyas and chasidas, which I am not going to get into. But this is very, very standard understanding of mitzvahs in the world of Kabbalah. It's the Shem Yechel So we have two ideas. Idea number one, mitzvahs make me a better person. And idea number two, mitzvahs bring godliness into the vessels of Atzilas and ultimately down to me. Now we're on page Ayim Beis, and I think we're eight lines into the page. Vayesh in Yenayla Yeseb in mitzvahs, there's a third idea in mitzvahs. And what is that? That a mitzvah is not about correcting me, it's not about correcting Atzilas, it's what God wants. And the Rebbe says in the parenthesis, It's a will that you cannot possibly explain. And the will in mitzvahs is the whole tayaga mitzvah is the same in all 613 mitzvahs. I saw once in Samach Bok where he says that in the lower level has 613 individual wants. And on the higher level there's one want that encompasses all 613 mitzvahs. Which is one of the explanations for Oisek b'mitzvah. Patamana mitzvah because it's the same rats. And the third level of mitzvahs is the will of HaKadosh Baruch. And then the Rebbe says, I want you to look Five lines from the end of the paragraph. Lochein, therefore, legabi dargezu, compared to this third level, which is not mitzvahs that make me a better person, not mitzvahs that make you yichud and atzilas, but mitzvahs that are the will of a kaddish baruch hu. Skip the parenthesis. Ein ha'adam tefes makom. The person has no space for himself, and the bittel, the head that tefes makom, who bittel b'metzias. When we are doing the will of Hashem, our role in the performance of that will is nothing. It's not about us at all. It's only about the will. So we're not, not there. We are there. But we're there in a way that's called Hedet that Fisis Makim, which I don't have time to explain. And Hedet Fisis Makim means Bittal Bemetzias. That's the third level. But keep going. Vegam. But there's really a fourth idea. And I'm pointing this out because this fourth idea is reminiscent of the fourth idea of last week's Shi'at. Remember, you have low, high, Bittal. What's the fourth idea? That you should exist. And that you should exist as a representative of godliness. And then this fourth idea, this koyach comes from the Rebbe, from Mordechai. And that's what the Rebbe seems to be saying here. Then Hashem commands the person to do the mitzvah. The person who in and of himself is nothing in the mitzvah, because he's not doing a mitzvah to become a better person. He's not doing a mitzvah, but he's doing a mitzvah because it's the will of a Kaddish Baruch and he's there for nothing. But when the Eibishter tells him to do the mitzvah, Hashem makes him a mitzvah to be able to perform it. Says the Rebbe, His reality exists, but all it is, the fulfilling of the divine will. <coughs> so here you see three and then the fourth. The three are Tachten Shebe Mitzvah, Elyon Shebe Mitzvah, and the chibur of Havchem Shabbat Mitzvah. And the fourth idea, when Hashem tells you to do it, He makes you exist to perform it. So we did so far two things, right? We did Kiyama Mitzvah and Mitzvah Satsma. Now we move to Sivav and we read on. The same is true in learning Tehra. In learning Tehra, there are similar three ideas. 
And the Rebbe says three lines into the paragraph. When one learns Teda because it's brilliant intellect. And he's so smart that he understands that this intellect comes from God. But he's appreciating it intellectually. Says the Rebbe, The Teda is the wisdom and understanding. It's what sets the Jewish people apart. Says the Rebbe, in the same words again, more or less, this person's learning is That's the nature of his body and his animal soul. That, he loves ideas. So the Tachten, as a person learns Tachten, a person loves the intellect. Now sometimes when a person loves the intellect, the ego gets involved, and he's Mechaven, he's Megalopon, but we're not talking about that. He's mechaven He's brilliant, and he wants to know the truth. So he always means loyal to the intellectual ideas of the teda, but he enjoys it. And then the Rebbe says four lines from the bottom of the page. There's another idea that he's learning teda because teda is connects him to Just like he said on page ayin aleph. That you're doing mitzvahs to become connected to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you can also learn Teda. That through the Teda you become connected to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And he brings, of course, the Zayat, Tlas Kishin is Kashron Da Bada. You just connected to Teda, and through the Teda he has a connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So Tachten Shabbat Mitzvahs is the intellect of Mitzvahs. Elyon, pardon me, Tachten Shabbat Teda is the intellect of Teda. Elyon Shabbat Teda is that it connects me to the Eibushter. Page Ayin Gimel, second line from the top of the page. There's a third higher idea in learning Teda. And that is, one learns Teda, three lines into the page, because of the Teda itself. He's learning Teda, not because he wants anything, but because the Teda needs to be learned. Since Teda and Hashem are one, Moreover, it's Chadim HaAtzmos. It's not only one with Kuchabrihu, it's one with Atzmos. And he, he says in Yiddish, he brings the word Anoichi, Anon Nafshi, Ksavis Yehovis, and at Arangi Shrib, Norangi Gebn Zich Alein, Anon Nafshi, Shayadei Ateira, Oisi Atem, like him, and a Yid learns Teira because in the Teira is the Abishter, and he wants the Abishter. Look six lines from the end of the paragraph. Since he knows Teda is one of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, pale of love, this affects him. He dedicates himself to learning Teda. There's no Cheshbenes. Not even the Cheshben of becoming connected to God. Just to be just learn Teda. And that's the third level. The first level I learn it because of its intellect. The second level I learn it because it gives me a relationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the third level is because Teda is God, and I want to give myself away to the Ebishter. Now comes number four. We had three in doing mitzvahs, and mitzvahs, three in mitzvahs themselves. We had three in learning Teda, now comes three in Teda itself. The last few lines of this same paragraph on page Ayin Gimel, four lines from the end of the first paragraph on page Ayin Gimel, it says, just like the three levels in learning Teda, they exist in Teda itself. Number one, Teda is God's wisdom. Skip the parenthesis. Number two, Teda connects Yidin with the Abish Teda. Number three, So because in Teda there are three ideas, therefore the one who learns Teda is also three ideas. And I must tell you, I find this curious. Because it seems like the Rebbe is going about it backwards, don't you think? 
If you were writing this Maimah, you would first say three ideas in mitzvahs, and then three ideas in performing the mitzvahs. Three ideas in Torah, and then say three ideas in performing the Torah. The Rebbe starts off with doing mitzvahs, and then goes from doing mitzvahs to mitzvahs. The Rebbe starts off with learning Torah, and then goes from learning Torah to Torah itself. I believe the reason it's structured this way is because the Rebbe was focusing on learning Torah, on doing mitzvahs and learning Torah. He mentions parenthetically that the, the way we do mitzvahs is rooted in what mitzvahs are. The way we study Teda is rooted in what Teda is. But his real issue is that there's three ways to learn Teda, to do mitzvahs, and three ways to um, learn Teda. Now goes the fifth troika, the fifth triad, the fifth set of three. We have doing mitzvahs, mitzvahs, learning Teda, Teda, and now comes the fifth. And the fifth is learning halachas. We begin to read the three aforementioned ideas. In learning Teri, the same three things. Number one, the first reason to learn Halachis is to learn the Halachis at Sichis to learn those laws which are relevant practically. To know what to do. And the Rebbe says, learning halacha, to know what to do, who al derech, it's similar to like the nature of the body and animal soul, even though you're learning the Torah to do the mitzvahs, which is certainly a spiritual thing, because doing the mitzvahs, skip the parenthesis, he can't do mitzvahs without the body. Therefore, although you're doing something ideal and something spiritual, it has a connection to the body. But then you have Achiev, the mitzvah, the second is there's an obligation to know Teira. To know the entirety of the Teira. Skip the. Even parts of Teira, which are not practical. A person to the whole Teira. And then the Rebbe says something interesting. Five lines from the bottom of the page. Teira, and this of course means niggle the Teira, is limited. There are so many pages of Gemara, so many pages of Medrash, so many pages of Zayar, so many pages of Rambam, so many pages of Shemarach. It's finite. It's a lot, but it's finite. And a person could know it all. A person could learn it all. There have been Yidin who knew Kola Teira Kula. It's a heavenly part of a mitzvah. But it's a heavenly part of a mitzvah given to a person. And therefore it has a medida vagbo. So the first idea of a mitzvah is to learn Torah to know what to do. The second idea of Torah is to learn Torah to know the whole halacha, the whole Torah. Now we read the last word on page Ayin Gimel, the third idea is the obligation. The vagisa learning Torah day and night. He learned the whole Tater. Nevertheless, he continues to learn. Skip the bracket. This is an obligation to learn Tater for the Tater's own sake. And now the Rebbe says, when you're learning Tater to know the whole Tater, it's for you. And since you're finite, the Tater is finite. But when you're learning Teda, because there's a mitzvah to learn a day and night, three lines from the top of page Ayin Dalet, Vekivon, and since, Sha'ateda, Kameish, Himi, Tzadatzma, Teda by itself is Lamaylim, and Yedavagbal has no limit. Arucham Eretz Midah, Lachain Gama Mitzvah, the Talmud Teda, the mitzvah of learning Teda is Talmud, Yeman, Valayla, Bechol, Regaponi, Lamaylim, Yedavagbal. There's no such thing as infinity by a person. 
there's only no end. When a person does something to no end, that doesn't make it infinite, because the person has not lived an infinite number of minutes. But that's the only kind of concept of infinity that can exist by a person. You'll never finish. is You'll never finish. And those are three concepts in learning Torah. Learning Torah to know what to do, learning Torah to know it all, and learning Torah to learn Torah. Again, the same three. And now we go to Sif Ches, and the Rebbe adds a fourth idea. And it is my humble opinion, I can't say this with certainty, but it's my humble opinion, that this third, this Sif Ches, and then Sif Tes, is the Rebbe introducing us to the fourth concept that I mentioned to you in my introduction, and I touched on, I only touched on it when we read the end of Sif Hay on page I am Bayes. And that is, the lower level is about you. The higher level is about your neshama. <clears throat> the third level is about breaking the separation between your neshama and your goof, and you cease to exist. The fourth level is Pumfakeret. You should exist, and your existence is representative of Elokos. And like I told you in last week's class, the fourth level, we're not, we no longer exist, because ain't Saf is mevatel, separations, and therefore our limitations. But we do exist, we get this kaya from Mordechai, we could never have it on our own. So the Rebbe says, we can say something even deeper. That although we said three things about learning Torah, number one, learning Torah to know halachas, number two, learning Torah to know the whole Torah, and number three, to learn Torah, to fulfill the mitzvah of learning Torah day and night, even learning Torah day and night. Hashem commanded the mitzvahs. Two people skip the bracket. When you're learning Torah, and you're doing it because you were commanded to learn Torah. And what is the commandment? To learn Torah day and night. So when a person is learning Torah day and night, because Hashem told him to, it's still not Torah by itself. Because the very fact that you were commanded to learn Torah day and night, means that it has a relationship with you. And since the person is finite, so is this mitzvah. And therefore the Rebbe has a new idea of infinity in learning Torah. And that is the following. <coughs> the true idea of learning Torah by itself, which has nothing to do with the person, to learn Teda for Teda's own sake. Now we already had Limuda Teda Lishma, right? On page Ayin Gimel. But now the Rebbe goes back to it. And he argues that Limuda Teda Lishma is the fourth level because it has nothing to do with me. It's simply learning Teda because the Teda needs me to learn it or because the Teda exists. This learning Torah is not to fulfill the commandment to learn Torah, not even the commandment of Gisa Bayemon Valayla, Elimitsa Torah, Atma for the Torah itself. And as I said earlier, this perhaps ties into the concept of learning Torah to bring Ein Sof into the Torah, or even higher than that, learning Torah because it's the Ratzon of Akadish so the Rebbe says in the next paragraph on page Ayin Dalit, last paragraph, that this advantage of learning Teda for Teda's own sake, when compared to learning Teda with the Lakayim Mitzvahs, 
to fulfill the mitzvah of learning Torah, even if it's at the highest levels. Is laid It's not only in your intent, but in what you're doing. In other words, when you're learning Torah to know halachas, that's limited. When you're learning Torah to know the whole Torah, it's also limited. When you're learning Torah to learn Torah day and night, in a way, it's also limited. You know why? Anytime you're learning Torah to do a mitzvah, it has to have a hakbalah. And he says now different than he said before. Before he said, has no limit because it never ends. Now he says, When you're learning Teda to fulfill the obligation of learning Teda day and night, yes, there's limitations like it says in Nuchas And in footnote 72, the Rebbe brings the example that there are certain instances when you're not allowed to learn Teda. When a person is learning Torah for Lishma, so of course the person's time investment is limited. But he doesn't think about limits. He doesn't even ask himself, is he in this instance obligated or is he in this instance not obligated? And therefore, he learns it's above the limitations of time in as much as this mitzvah is concerned. So, you have an obligation to learn Teda day and night if you have the time. You don't have an obligation to learn Teda day and night if you don't have the time. That would be the third level. But when you're learning at Lishma, you forget about your time. You forget about the fact that you may have other things to do. And the Rebbe says, It's also true that you lose the limitations of space. The Rebbe brings in footnote 74 the idea that you're not allowed to learn Torah in a bathroom. But sometimes the person's home at Sias is Torah to such an extent he can't control himself. So the Rebbe argues that has a limit and Lishma has no limit. And the Rebbe says five lines in the bottom of page the reason why this is is when Hashem tells a Jew learn Torah every minute, day and night, it's see Adam is a command to the person, and Lachen Yesh Bakbal it has limits. When a person is learning Torah for the Torah's sake, <coughs> pardon me. Whereas Torah, as it is by itself, it's Lamaila Mimidinav Akbala goes beyond any limit, beyond any measure. Skip the parenthesis. Therefore, when the person is learning Teda, and he's learning it on a level, the person goes out of limitations of time and space. So the Rebbe says, we have three levels of learning Teda. Uh, if you will, uh, for my goof, to know what to do, for my Neshama, to know the whole Teda, for breaking barriers, to learn Teda every second, and then there's Lishma. Says the Reb on top of page Ayin Hey V'yashloimah Da'achi Boral Yenim B'tachtenim Shemus Chadish Matan Teda. When we say when the Eibush he gave us a Teda at Har Sinai, although we had the Teda from before, something new occurred. What happened? He shattered the Gezeda. He broke the, the separation between learning Teda and doing mitzvahs on a worldly level to have become better, have better character, and to enjoy the intellect and to know what to do. And the idea of learning Teda to get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and to complete the whole Teda. 
And he introduced the third concept of learning Tate and doing mitzvahs beyond any limits. The real level of beyond any limits is Lishma, where there's no return for the person whatsoever. Is In other words, we had an idea of infinity, of learning Teda day and night. We have a higher infinity, which is Lishma. What's the Nafkamina? When you're learning Teda every second, the seconds that you're not obligated to learn, you don't learn. When you learn Teda Lishma, you forget about time, you forget about space. The Neisif was then in addition to the fact that in order to join together high and low. You have to break the fence that would otherwise separate between heaven and earth, and bringing down God above the two. Skip the parenthesis. That in the human experience, breaking that separation is only when the only reason you're learning Teda is because the Teda exists. The Teda wills you to learn it. You give up your Metzias altogether. You're giving away your body. As well as your Neshama Elyon. Says the Rebbe, Hine. In addition, in addition to learning Teda Lishma, it breaks the limitations of the body's motivation and breaks the limitation of the Neshama's motivation. He adds a third idea, and the third idea is that the finite body becomes infinite. The union of the higher and the lower which is bringing together two opposites, Mizgala Belimud says, revealed in this learning, Shabligvul the Teda Yenim, the infinity of Teda, which is above the world. Pe'alaha, Oda Matacht, affects the person below, Tachtenim, that is limited. Shalimud Teda Shaleh, Yilam Ayla Meagbala, although you're finite, and therefore your Teda is finite, the bringing together the two opposites through Teda Lashma makes that your finite should be infinite. And I want to add, says the Rebbe, when the infinity of Teda affects the finite person, skip the parenthesis, that he should become infinite through learning Teda, it reveals the true infinity of Teda. Why? Because now, Teda's being infinite is laid rak bahamokim vahadarge shela Teda. It's not infinite in a world of infinity, which is the Teda presides. Elihi Nimshech Gam Lamata comes into this world. And nevertheless, V'gam Bam Lamata, as Teda is in this world, Nirgish Begilu Hablik you feel the infinity of the Teda. In other words, that the finite person's learning reveals the infinity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shagam Limadat Teda Shalom Adam Ubeifen Shalbaligvul. The Rebbe says there's no greater expression of infinity than when you see it in a place of finitude. In a world of infinity, infinity is as natural as in a world of finite for things to be finite. When in this finite world, and in this finite person, because of his Teda Lashma, he becomes infinite in his learning Teda, it's the ultimate revelation of the infinity of the Teda itself. So the point is, that not only are we breaking barriers, we're transforming the person. The person is becoming the infinity of the Teda. Now in footnote 76 he says, the fact that the person remains in his form, limited, and still, his learning Teda is above limit. There's no greater revelation 
of the infinity of the Torah, then seeing that infinity in a finite person. And he brings an example from Samach Vov, that only when you bring together opposites, you have true infinity. Now, it is my humble opinion that what the Rebbe is saying in this footnote 76, which I believe is really the intent of the entire Sif test, is not to say that when you bring together two opposites, it's mavatl you when you cease to be a Metzius, but rather that your Metzius itself remains and it represents the infinity of the Teda, which is the fourth idea, as I told you in my introductory remarks to tonight's class, right? The lower level is limited. The higher level is unlimited, but not in this world. The third level brings together the two opposites by breaking. And the fourth level brings together the two opposites by transforming. That when a Yid learns Teda, Lishma, the finite Jew with his finite minutes becomes an expression of Ein Sof in his form. And getting back to the point of this moment, that Matan Teda does not finish until Purim. Why? Because the whole idea of Teda is to bring together opposites. To bring together the opposites, you need Ein Sof. To have Ein Sof, you need Mesiras Nefesh and a level of Hefker. And this is connected to Purim. And in Mitzvah Shem next week, we'll do the third part. And we'll read the first three pages of the Maimir. And my intention is, I'll read the Maimir. And each question that the Rebbe asks, I will tell you the answer immediately based on what we learned this week and last week. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.